Hi, this is Prophet Terry. Come experience the new you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Did you run back? Mm-hmm. Oh, glory. Mm. Sometimes we are a long ways behind him and sometimes we are out in front of him. So running back to the Father as if you haven't been keeping up or maybe you've been keeping up too much. You got to run back to him from either direction. Glory. We welcome the word of the Lord in the house this morning. Speak to us, Lord. Have your way in the house today. Whatever you would like to say, whatever you would like to do, say it and do it. Glory. Hmm. Somebody got quiet in the house. Hmm. All right, let's look at the word. But if we walk in the light, not the darkness, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. I want us to catch some revelation in this one scripture this morning. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, We have fellowship. I mean, too many times we pull away from fellowship. And that's when our life goes bad, is when we pull away from fellowship. Uh, Granted, there is bad fellowship. Some fellowship you need to get out of. But to pull away or to isolate ourselves is never a wise thing. And I find too many Christians do that. Sometimes we might have done that in life and... That pulling away might have saved us from some things. But if we're going to walk in the light as he is in the light, if we're going to come to Jesus, we must understand that we have fellowship with one another. Jesus was always having fellowship. Yes, he might draw away a moment to be with the Father, but then he would come right back. And the reason he drew away to be with the Father is not so he could um, pamper himself, so he'd be revived on how to have fellowship. It's always about fellowship. The kingdom of heaven is about us fitting into a family. The fellowship with the family. To walk in fellowship. And I think we pull back, pull away from that. So we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. Emphasis on that word all. All sin. One translation says every sin. Purifies us from all sin. So here's the thing. A sword only works in the battle. A race car is only good on the racetrack, no matter how good it looks. Yes. A job only works if it pays good. And the blood of Jesus only works in fellowship. It don't work outside of fellowship. We many times try to use the blood of Jesus when we're isolated. The blood of Jesus only works in fellowship. It says we have fellowship with one another. Um, 
Give me my scripture back. We have fellowship with one another. And notice it says, we have fellowship with one another. All right? Comma. We have fellowship with one another. But he already knows what's going to happen when you have fellowship. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies you from all sin. So he knows what's going to happen when you start to walk in fellowship. See? We have fellowship with one another. And he purifies us from all sin. He already knows what's going to happen when you get into fellowship. Because that's when your sin going to show up. See, we, we know that we know the concept of God is light. And if we walk in light, you know, uh, we realize, and the verse above that and below that says that, you know, we deceive ourselves if we say we were without sin. It's easy to feel sinless at home. It's easy to feel sinless when we are by ourselves. It's easy for us to feel sinless when we've isolated ourselves. But our sin shows up when we begin to have fellowship. Now, we're talking about church fellowship. We're talking about family fellowship. We're talking about work fellowship. That's when our show, sin shows up. That's when our weaknesses show up. That's not when other people's weaknesses show up. That's when your weakness shows up. Yes? Now, there's two things that happens in fellowship. Somebody offends and somebody gets offended. I don't know which side of the fellowship you're on. Isn't that true? Uh, somebody offends and somebody gets offended. So I don't know which one you are. Or maybe you bounce around on both. But in the fellowship, that's when we begin to see our shortcomings. And... And I would confess it to you because many times I feel to pull away from people because I don't like who I become when I'm around people. And sometimes I don't like who I'm around around a certain person. That does imply that there's something there with that person, but it also implies there's some weakness there on my part too. So as Christians, we, we have this tendency to pull away from fellowship. But that means we're going in darkness. To walk in the light is to have fellowship. If we walk into the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship. Jesus had fellowship. Huh? I mean, he's the son of God. Everybody else is evil compared to him, right? But he went around having fellowship. And he said he was not ashamed to call us our brother. He wasn't ashamed to call us brother. Or that he was our brother. He had fellowship. So if we're going to claim to have Jesus in our life, we need to see the evidence. And what is the evidence? It's not your Toyota you sit in by yourself. The evidence is your fellowship. Huh? Your Toyota is not going to get redeemed. Your Lexus is not going to get redeemed. You're going to get redeemed. Hmm? Yeah. Your SUV is not going to heaven. You are. Hmm? You are. So the greatest evidence of God's blessing in your life, I mean, granted, you know, the Lord does not want poor witnesses, as I have professed and confessed many times. That's not what God wants. God wants to bless your life so that you're not a poor witness or so you have uh, a light about you that says, hey, I prosper. But if you don't have no fellowship, that's the greatest poverty in the world. Hmm? 
Now, I'm not talking about your lineman buddies on the corner when all of you are so drunk or high that you don't remember what the other one said. And I'm not talking about your buddies where everybody talks and nobody remembers what anybody else said. You just remember what you said, except for the times when you get offended. I'm talking about genuine fellowship, whether it's family, whether it's husband, wife, whether it's church fellowship, right? Now, you could say we're having fellowship right now, but not really. See, right now, the only chance you're getting offended is me right now. Unless the person next to you for, forgot to put on deodorant this morning. <laughs> so you're pretty safe right now. That's not real fellowship, you know. Fellowship is, is you know, like coming to church early and, and hanging out with some people and talking to some people. Fellowship is after church is over and you, you stick around a few minutes, you know. So somebody might know your middle name, your last name, that type of thing, right? That's fellowship. That's real fellowship. But we pull back from that. We want to keep to ourselves. Because we get in trouble when we step out. All right. We all do. The word says so. We have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus purifies us from all sin. From every sin. But when we pull away, we're denying it. When we pull away, we're denying the truth. If we deny that we have sinned, then we are liars. So how's the best way to keep from sinning? Pull away. We pull away. We pull away from church. We pull away. Uh, when we do stupidness, we pull away. Is that true? When you do stupidness, you pull away. You do stupidness in the family, you pull away. You do stupidness uh, in relationship with God, you, you pull away. When you do stupidness, you pull away from the church. For many years, I've, I've learned this. When people are around you all the time and all they want, they disappear. Only one thing make you disappear. That's sin. <laughs> you pull away. Because you don't want nobody to see it. But it's not only the, the, the sin that we have done, because the Bible says clearly, and it says it in the next verses, that if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us. The last thing God wants you to do is beat up on yourself when you do wrong. Yeah? Because it's in the fellowship that you begin to realize that you are a sinner. It's in the fellowship you realize you're not as righteous as you think you are. It's in that fellowship. It's, it's when you're talking to somebody and you realize you're judging them or you've been critical or you don't like this person and you don't like that person. It's there that it's being identified. Now, here's the thing. God's not angry at you. He wants you to see it. What, what, what blesses God's heart? The Bible says, you know, they rejoice, the angels rejoice when one sinner, when one sinner repents. Huh? Well, if the angels rejoice when one sinner repent, what does it a sinner do? The sinner sinned. So God rejoices when you repent. But God rejoices when you say, hey, I don't like being so critical all the time. Or I don't like being lustful. Or I don't like being this. God rejoices when you see it. He says, you got it. He rejoices when you repent. But we feel terrible when we realize we're not so godly. <laughs> Don't we? 
We feel terrible. But the angels are ready to rejoice. But what God doesn't rejoice about, what heaven does re- doesn't rejoice about, is when you see your shortcomings and you start pulling away as if though there's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do no wrong. It's the other person that did the wrong. That heaven doesn't rejoice because you didn't get rid of it. You denied it. And the more you deny it, the more you don't see it. And the more you don't see it is the more it makes your life a living hell. But when you see it, if we could only grasp that God... Let me say something. Don't take it out of contents. God likes it when you sin. Don't take it out of contents. God likes it when you sin. Because what the Bible say? It says, if we deny that we have sinned, if we say we did not sin, then we deceive ourselves. Don't take this out of contents, but listen to it. God delights when you sin. When you say, I sinned. See, you sinned before you said it. You sinned before you got to your sin. You sinned from the time you crawled out of the womb. But God delights when you say, I sinned. That's not right. Because when you say, I sinned, you say that's not right. When you say, I sinned, that says you don't want to be like this. God delights in that. Hey, it don't feel good, but God delights in it. And I'd rather God delight in me than feel good. Amen. I had rather God delight in me than me feel good. So when he throws me into fellowship, I know I'm not very good at this. You know, sometimes we might be boastful. Or the other person might be boastful and we want to kill them. Or maybe it's lust, you know. That goes on a lot in church. We, we're lustful. We're single. And we come for Jesus, but we're looking around just in case. Huh? Sometimes we married him, we're still looking around. Huh? You're not deceiving God, you're deceiving yourself. Be honest with the Spirit of God. Be honest with the Word of life. It's in the fellowship. Huh? You know, maybe, maybe as a man, you wouldn't sin if there wasn't no women around. Or maybe if it was just only ugly women, you know. Hmm? Maybe you just hang around ugly women. Maybe you just come to church and you think, whew, I'm so lustful. Let me find some ugly women to sit with or some guys if there ain't enough women. You ain't fixing yourself, you know. Or maybe you, you don't even want to go to church because you know you're a lustful dog. Or you, you, you know you're deceiving. No, this is where you need to be. And you need to acknowledge that you have a weakness. You need to acknowledge that. See, it's in the fellowship that, that shows you who you are. You can be such a wonderful person. It's just like singing. You could, at home, you could be a wonderful singer. When it's just you. Huh? You in the water. Hmm? And hopefully you don't sing so bad the water cuts off, you know. Hmm? Hmm. 
I think the water's off in the building right now. I don't know if anybody's been singing or what it was, but it got shut off anyway for a moment. We have those moments. No, it's when you get in front of everybody, then you find out if you can really sing or not. And here's the thing, everybody can sing, but maybe you need some lessons. Maybe you need some help. Maybe you need some direction. So life is like that. It's about stepping out into the fellowship. And this whole thing of, of just saying, you know, well, I like to keep to myself. I'm just a quiet person. I'm not a limer. The Old Testament says clearly hmm, that that is a selfish person. A quiet person is a selfish person. You just keep to yourself. An unfriendly person is a selfish person. See, those are excuses. Those are excuses. Those are excuses for bad personality. When Jesus calls us to walk in the light, to walk in the light, that means in front of everybody. To be the light. Walk in the light as he is in the light. Walk in the light and be able to go into any environment and not change who you are. Paul says become all things to all people, but that don't mean change your religion. You hang around some Muslim people, now you're Muslim. Uh, you hang around Buddha, now you're, 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 you're Buddha, you know. That's not what it means. It means being able to connect with all people. And you know what it takes to connect with all people? Not to be so hung up on yourself. Not to have so many, you know, ideologies about what's right and wrong that you can't even communicate with different people. Listen, I don't care how nice a car you drive. And I pray you drive the best car. Yes. I pray you're that sign to the world. But the bottom line is, until you become a fellowshipper and you can walk in fellowship, you're a poor person sitting in a rich car. I don't care how much money you have until you have a personality about yourself. You're just a poor person covered up with money. Because you don't know who you are. You can't express who you are. And you can't express the love that you have for God. And you can't express it openly with other people. Huh? And I don't care how big your biceps are or how tall you are. I don't care what you can press if you have no personality. If you have no ability to, to fellowship. Yes. Men, I don't care how bad you are. If you have no fellowship about you. Or if people are just scared of you. You're missing out. You're missing out. We have fellowship. And in the fellowship, we, we realize, well, I'm a bit of a bully. You realize, well, I'm quite timid. Huh? Some of you have four-word conversation. You greet somebody. How are you? I'm, I'm good. And then you sit there and stare at each other. Uh, don't you hate those conversations? Huh? I like the people you meet and you say, you know, you know, how are you? What you doing? Everything good? Uh-huh. You know, that, that's it, you know. That's it. You ain't walking in the light. You're still in the darkness. You, you inside your skin. Your eyeballs turn backwards. Huh? But guess what? Walking in fellowship is fearful. Now, some of you have the gift of gab, but that don't mean you know how to walk in fellowship. You just talk stupidness all the time and you cover yourself up. 
<laughs> yes, you thought you was going to get saint of the day, right? Because you got the gift of gap. No, you, 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 you just covering up with stupidness, you know. Because if, if you just talk stupidness all the time, nobody's going to take you serious. And where's your witness for God? Huh? See, the hardest thing to do is fellowship. The hardest thing to do is get with a group of people and say, I belong to this group of people. The hardest thing to do is to say, I belong to this group of people. I come here to work. I come here to serve. I didn't come here to be the boss. I come here to do something with God. And this is the house God sent me to. And you're the people God sent me to. So I know he sent me here. So I know I got something here to do. And I also know I got something in common. See, every church has a personality. And sometimes when God sends you to a church, he's fitting personality. We need to realize that. You know, some churches are more upright than other churches. And some are more laid back than other churches. We all have personalities. Churches have personalities. And it usually fits the personalities of the leaders. That's a given. That ain't got nothing to do with anointing. That's got to do with, with the drawing of the individuals. And God will put you with people where you need to be. But if you don't learn to fellowship, whether it's at church, at home, your family, the workplace, it's learning to work with a group of people without being offended and wanting to kill somebody. Well, I don't like the, what they said, and I don't like this, and I don't like that. Because huh? sometimes, you know, you have some real strange personalities. See, we have some personalities sometimes come around here. Whoo, their mouth is sharp and rude and offensive. And, and so, all right, all right, that's who they are, that's who they are. But, but you try to be rough with them, and they act like some little puppy got run over by a car. <laughs> they can dish it out, you know, but they can't take it, you know. They can throw some words, you know, they can cut you, you know. They can talk about your dress, your attire. They can talk about everything about you. But you point one word at them. And you think it's a machine gun or a Uzi, you know. <laughs> Can't handle it, you know. Huh? <laughs> Listen, you're never going to have joy in your life. I don't care how much, how much success you have in life, how much you, how much you accumulate. And I pray. That you succeed at everything and you accumulate and that you have the nicest of things and best of things. And I prophesy that often. God is not against that. But if we do not have fellowship, we're still in darkness and we're still in sin. That's what the word says. Right? And this message is not to make you feel bad, but to encourage you. All of us struggle at fellowship. Even those that got the gift of gab. We just talk, 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 right? And sometimes we just want all the attention. Yes? So, so you're going around offending people. You ever, you ever get around somebody that won't even let you talk? And when they do let you talk, you know they ain't listening to you. I don't know what to do with those people because I say something. I don't like to talk and not be heard. And I know, I know you ain't listening to me. You're just talking. And I like that. I love the people that like to come and preach to me. 
Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> or sometimes they come and quote my books to me. Fifteen minutes later, they're telling me what's in the book. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we all have shortcomings. But it's only when you come out into fellowship that you begin to realize hmm? true fellowship. I'm not talking about how nice your hair looks or how short your skirt is. Hmm? Some people use short skirt for fellowship. See, the short skirt, that, that excuses you don't have to have a brain if you've got a short skirt. Hmm? Or if you're a man and you, you know, you, you're tall and got some biceps. When you don't know what to say, you just... Or I like the men whose personality is sitting out in the parking lot. Is that the car you work so hard for? That's your personality. Yes. So the only time you look smart is when you're leaning up against your car. Listen, where are you going? They don't have no cars. They might have chariots. I don't know about cars. <laughs> but we pull back from that. <clears throat> and the thing is, even when we want to change our life and do better, we pull back. Now, it's good to pull back from some of the liming and some of the parties and things that you know you ain't supposed to be in. That, that's all right. We're not talking about that kind of fellowship. But even as Christians, and sometimes when we get saved, we want to share with everybody, and we want to hug everybody, we want to love everybody, but that don't last because usually we get offended or they get offended because there's something in our personality that doesn't know how to flow like Jesus. Um, you know, even Jesus himself, the disciples said, don't you know that you offended them? <laughs> Jesus didn't take that on because what he had to say, he had to say. But here's the thing. Sometimes when you offend somebody, you realize they got offended, and now you get offended. And you have all that on. And that's why we can't work together. And that's why we can't really accomplish anything. Because we all live in such private lives and not a fellowship life. We're not walking in fellowship. You imagine if we start to walk in fellowship. Nobody's the boss. God's the boss. We start to walk in fellowship. And we start to realize that everybody's a little different. Everybody's got some strangeness to them. Yes, everybody does. But sometimes those are the people you miss, the strange ones. Yes, they're the ones that make you laugh. Maybe not for the right reason, but they make you laugh. It, hmm? it's, it's in that. You, you can't get salvation sitting at home. Sooner or later, the Lord's going to push you out into fellowship. He's going to test you. A sword is only good in battle. You can't say you've got the sharpest sword and the baddest sword if it's never been to battle and if you never used it. That's for those that think you can whoop all the devils. All right, if you can whoop devils, let's get out there and whoop some. Let's see you whoop some devils without offending somebody. Let's see you kill a devil without ripping apart the person the devil is in. So that's a challenge by itself, you know. You've got to know how to handle that sword, you know. Hmm? In the book of Revelation, a sword came out of Jesus' mouth. Guess what? A sword comes out of all of our mouths. Not necessarily a good sword, but it comes out, it cuts. Hmm? If we walk in the light, we're going to say things that cut.
Do you have enough charm about you that people realize that you love them when you start preaching to them? And that everybody's got a different opinion. I've always said, you don't have to believe the way I believe. Right? If you love Jesus, we're good. You don't have to agree with everything. But let's just have respect. It's, it's learning that fellowship. Because it exposes. And here's the thing. You know, sometimes what we want, what we want is isolation. We want a car so we don't have to travel. We want a house, our own house, so we don't have to associate with nobody. We don't have to deal with no landlord. We, don't, we want our house with enough space. We don't have to deal. We want enough, a high enough wall. We don't have no neighbor. We want our own office at work. Huh? Or we want to work at home in our pajamas. Huh? Now, I understand we attribute that to being blessings. But we could also say that's isolation. We could also say that maybe the Lord hasn't given you that new car yet. Or maybe your car broke down. So you'd have to travel. So you might see what you look like in fellowship. Because fellowship could be inside the maxi. Because uh, there... I can't deal with these people. Guess what the people are saying? I can't deal with these people. Everybody in the maxi is saying, I can't deal with these people. See, all of you in the right maxi. Hmm? Hmm? Young people at school. You know, with the pandemic, you, you got a little bit of a break. Now you get to see if you can deal with your family. You thought you was free, huh? Now you got to deal with family. The fellowship of family. You know how many times we ditched the fellowship of family? Listen, you only got one family. And we ditched that fellowship. We don't learn how to work with that fellowship. We don't know how not to trouble mama until she's had her coffee in the morning. <laughs> 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 we don't know how to have fellowship with our brother and sister these are the things that show us our weakness running off and trying to make a new family don't fix us you know it's in that fellowship and it says it clearly and I know you love God and I know some of you you're faithful and I pray that you're reading your Bible and that is a wonderful thing that you spend that time with God but everything in that Bible is telling you how to behave in fellowship Amen. is that not true? true your time spent with God is God is telling you how to put him first that doesn't mean isolate yourself from everybody else that means when you are in a crowd and when you're around friends and when you're around family and when you're in a workplace don't forget who is the almighty hmm? everything in the word of God is pushing you into fellowship and to be in the light and to be a light in the light and not a strobe light Anybody know what a strobe light is? Who knows what a strobe light is? Raise your hands. Anybody know what a strobe light is? 
Nobody knows what a strobe light is? I want to know who the partiers are in here. If you ever been to a nightclub, you know what a strobe light is. It's that light that, that, that blinks on and off, usually black and white, I think. They get, huh? Uh-huh. You call it what? Disco light. All right, all right. Let me back up. Mm. Who knows what a disco light is? All right, there's my sinners right there. Here we go. <laughs> I can't believe you fell for it. The warning was there, but you still... All right, the disco light then. That's not the kind of light you're supposed to be. Huh? That's not the light you're supposed to be. And you know what all of us are, are, are dreaming of? We're dreaming of having this nice big house. And we're going to invite our friends over. You don't have no friends. <laughs> but you want a big house so you can invite your friends over. Maybe you should get some friends, and when you get the big house, then you could invite them over. Because anybody that's going to come to your house just because you've got a big house, that's not your friend. But we all envision ourselves as being these entertainers. Uh, Bukuj years ago, 30 years ago, when I was the architect, uh, one of my specialities was designing mansions. It never failed. All these rich people, the ones that was rich and ones pretending to be rich, all these rich people, they always wanted these houses and they wanted these big family rooms with the kitchen open so they could entertain and the big deck out back so they could entertain. They ain't got no friends. Huh? Some of these houses are bigger than this building and they ain't got no friends. And they want you to design it. They tell you. I want it for entertaining. I want lots of room for entertaining. And I want a baby grand piano here. Don't none of them play a piano. <laughs> and they work all the time. Only body partying in the house is the cockroaches, you know. So we, we all see ourselves and we all think that money's going to give us a better personality. Money ain't going to give you a better personality. It's just going to make you a better deceiver. You're going to deceive yourself and you're going to attract people around you that's not really interested in fellowship. They're interested in what they can get off of you. Huh? Yes. When I get a nice car, then I can get a nice girl. Hello, any girl... You better be, you better, you better pray she's not a car thief and she just run off with your car. She's going to say, I do. She's going to say, I do to your Lexus, your BMW. Oh, I do take you. <laughs> mm. But it's not you. Listen, I want you to be blessed and God wants you to be blessed financially to have all the things that you you always want to have but listen when you are hiding behind those things and you have no personality and no real fellowship about yourself when you don't know how to sit with somebody when UNC and, and uh, PNM cannot sit together there's something wrong with both of you and that's what's wrong with this country and that's what's wrong with every country because 
these politics and these politicians can't sit together and say we all love the country. Can I say that? Hmm? That's the problem. Because you can't sit with somebody that you can agree with. Listen, come on. I understand there's people you like to hang out with and there's people that you like to fellowship with. But, but you must be able to walk in fellowship with everybody till we all come to the truth. And not our truth, God's truth. Hmm? One day God's truth is going to come beaming through. The heavens is going to come through. And all the churches are going to realize, all of us that really love Jesus, we all going to come together. Yes, whether we like to dance or not dance. And we're going to be in agreement. But why can't we be in agreement now? We love Jesus, why can't we be in agreement? Fellowship is the thing that you're really missing. Huh? More money, a bigger job. I pray you have that. Don't hear me wrong this morning. But that is not going to make you like yourself better. That's just a cover-up. That's a cover-up. Well, I got a nice house, so I must be a nice person. Lie. I got a nice car. I must, I must be a nice person. Lie. I got a family. I must be a nice person. Let me ask your children. All that's lies. And I want somebody to hear me this morning. And I know I'm talking to some people. Because God's word is reverent. This word is for somebody. It's for everybody. Listen. You may be a quiet person, but it's a lie. You may be a, a shy, timid person, but it's a lie. That's not you. That's something you're hiding behind. You're pulling away because you don't know how to be the light. The light talks. The light is the light. You see it as Christ. You, you, you change things. You improve things. But you know how to do it because sometimes people don't like it, like it being improved. And guess what? Some people are not going to like you. And you've got to know how to hang out with people that don't like you. You know, one of the things you have to learn to do as a preacher or a minister, there's always somebody that don't like you. Or they look like they don't like you. Truth is, they don't like nobody, but you take it personal. Huh? You take it personal. So somebody looks like they don't like you. And as a preacher, if you ain't careful, you'll start preaching to that one person. You won't look at them, but you'll preach to that one person. You don't know how to be in a room with people who don't like you. Hey, give people the freedom not to like you. That's when you become awesome. When you can be around people that don't like you and you still don't change. When you can be around people that's lustful and you still don't change. You, you ain't prostituting yourself. When you can be around friends that wants to do stupidness, but I ain't doing that stupidness. I love y'all, but me ain't doing that. And it's, it's learning to come out. But that's the place where you begin to see what needs to be fixed in you. Hmm? Whether you're a critical person or, or you, you get offended real easy over everything that's been said. Huh? You know how many people come to church and they think the preacher's always preaching against them? Huh? An anointed man or woman should be speaking something that is reverent to you. But you think, they're always talking about me. <laughs> 
probably am, but you should, you know, catch a revelation there, you know. But you always get offended. Uh, you're always moving around. You, 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 you can't, you don't fit in anywhere. When is it going to hit you that maybe you're the problem? Now, I understand other people got problems. But if their problems affect you, then you have a problem with security. How did their problem get into you so quickly? Uh, and and, and this, this is everywhere. It's all over Trinidad. It's all over the world. You can't hardly go nowhere without some stupidness happening. Nobody cuts nobody any grace. Because we all don't know how to fellowship. Hmm? Even in a car. Somebody gives you a bad drive. Twelve miles later, you're still complaining. <laughs> what? You're not praising God that the dummy missed you? They gave you a bad drive, he didn't hit you, but you're still twelve miles later. Huh? You not went there and coming back. And you still complaining about the bad drive? You ain't saying hallelujah, Lord. Yea, though I walk through the valley of stupidness and bad drivers, I shall fear no evil. <laughs> when we come out into fellowship, and guess what? We're probably all guilty of this. And I realize, I realize sometimes myself, I, I don't like who I become when I get around people. But hey, that's my hang-up. I need to fix that. I, d I don't like if I get around people that are boastful and I start boasting. huh? They, st they start talking about playing cricket. And then I'm saying, well, I play cricket better than all of you, but I ain't never even picked up a cricket bat. <laughs> then that's when I hear the Lord saying, my son, you're talking stupidness now. <laughs> you know you ain't, you ain't hit no cricket ball. Huh? Sometimes you need to know God is laughing at you. Quit taking everything so serious. Right? Just repent. Lord, I don't, I don't. Anybody ever not like who you become when you get around certain people? You ever feel like a robot and somebody else has got the remote control? <laughs> they push all your buttons. They got your hand up in the air. They got you doing everything, you know. Huh? They got you ready to throw a cricket ball and you ain't even got no ball in your hand. Oh, see, that's your weakness. But it shows up in fellowship, doesn't it? But see, then when we talk about church fellowship and brother and sister fellowship, oh, that's the worst. Because uh, you're all trying to be like little angels. Hello, you know you were no angel when you woke up this morning. Don't even be singing that song, song angel in the morning, the devil, when you get home. You were little devil all the time, you know. Mm? No. Nah. But it's in the fellowship that you begin to see. You begin to see this. I don't, I don't like that. I, I, I hate when I keep doing this. Address it. Don't put it back in the darkness. I, I don't like myself here. I don't like myself here. Some of us men, we need to, we need to confess that, you know, when these little girls come around and they just want attention, you know. They want to say us that we're the lustful dogs. We didn't spend no five hours getting dressed this morning. <laughs> and I'm the lustful dog. 
You sprayed and paint, painted everything. Just so, just so us men would look at you. And then when we look at you, if we ain't the right suitor, we're dogs. I like feeling the power. Huh? I like feeling the power. You got a little short skirt on, you know, the mountains are hanging out, what have you. I like the power of not having to look. And you got neon signs, look, 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 but don't look. Don't get caught looking, you know. Look, look, look. No. Huh? So I, I'm going to stay away from all that. I'm going to just run, run from women. I'm going to do that. No. God, I hate that. I don't like that. I weaken that when people say, look at me. I have this habit of just looking, you know. It's like that. No. <laughs> And you ladies act like y'all don't look. Hmm. Yes. I, I know why y'all carry those mirrors in your purse, you know. <laughs> hmm. See? Us men, we just get caught. But you ladies, you got that mirror there, you know. Your lips way over here, you know. You know. We got to be honest. Sometimes we just want to pull away. I just feel more godly when I pull away. I just want to be with the Lord. You don't want to be with the Lord. You want to quit sinning. You're pulling away from fellowship because it exposes you. It exposes you. huh? And, and seriously, sometimes, even with lust, sometimes you, you can't fellowship with the, with the opposite gender. You know? You can't, even if you're married, you can't fellowship. You start having thoughts and say, oh my God, I'm in church. God's going to kill me. Huh? God ain't going to kill you. He brought you to church so he can show it to you. So he could expose that to you. Huh? All right. You know what the Lord does sometimes? He puts your old broke self around people that's got things. You broke. But the people you're around, they have things. And then you find out you like to grumble a lot when you don't have. <laughs> God, how come I don't have that? How come I don't have that? Huh? Some of you don't know J.L. and Mary. They got married a few years ago. How many years ago? Four years ago, right? They're young, you know. How old was y'all? 21. How old was Mary? Huh? How old was Mary? 21, 21, 21, all right. But I, there were some individuals in the house that was 20-something. <laughs> About as far away from 21 as you could get. Well, how come they get to get married? <laughs> well, they'd say, Prophet, you never approved no man for me? Hello, all you brought was dogs. <laughs> You should have went to Detour and got your mannequin, put some shiny shoes on it, and a nice suit, and I would approve it. 
because those dummies that you brought to me was more dumb than them, you know. But so you see things. Your neighbor gets a new car. And then you just want to pull away and get upset. See, all that's exposing you. Listen, God has blessings for everybody. He has a new car for everybody. He has success for everybody. But if you don't master fellowship, you're a nobody. You're a nobody if you don't master fellowship. I want to encourage you to fellowship. And I know for some of you it's a challenge. Some of you don't trust people. You even say, I, I don't trust nobody. Sometimes, you, sometimes we struggle to go to the prayer room. If you go to these prayer rooms, they're confidential. If I find out anybody said anything, any of my counselors said anything, then they're in trouble with me. But sometimes you've got to trust people. I understand that you might have trust issues. I understand the church might have hurt you before. But just because you almost drown, you're never going to learn to swim if you don't get back in the water. I understand it might be very difficult. I understand sometimes liming with some limers and not really having any kind of conversation, just talking stupidness. I know sometimes that might be easier. But to have real fellowship, have real fellowship, if there's any newcomers, we have uh, house meetings on what, Wednesday night? Different people's houses. Fellowship. We need fellowship. Huh? We need fellowship. In that fellowship, you realize your family ain't as messed up as some other families. <laughs> In that fellowship, you realize, hey, we all got the same problem. We act like our family, the only ones that don't have problems. See, it's in that isolation that we're all defeated. But it's in fellowship. I want to encourage you to have more fellowship. Hmm? Have more fellowship. Trust God. There's all kinds of people, and you've got to know who you are. There's beggars. There's barriers. There's all kinds of people. You've got to know how to fellowship. You can't just not talk to any of your neighbors because they're creepy. You've got to have fellowship. And then the ones the Lord tells you to stay away from, you stay away from them. But the Lord tells you to stay away from everybody. I'm not sure that's Lord Jesus. I think that's Lord Shiva. Mm -hmm. And listen, nobody likes seeing their weakness. You want a real good mirror? Quit looking at that when it reflects you. You want a real good mirror? Have fellowship. You'll find out what you really look like. And trust God to bring the right people around you so you can really see a reflection of yourself, who you are. How patient are you? Yes? How patient are you? Don't wait and become a parent and have kids before you realize. <laughs> you can't even handle your own offsprings. Infant's own offsprings that came from you, you know, you can't. See, that's, that's your own mirror right there, isn't it? No. Huh? Oh, have fellowship. Stop, stop being afraid of fellowship. And for those of you that's real clumsy-headed, come on. 
Give it a try. Give it a try. In this house, there's a lot of opportunities for fellowship. There's family. You can come here and hang out. Yes. There's plenty opportunities for fellowship. There's fellowship at work. In your family. Yes, there's some people. The Lord says, get away from them. But he never told you to get away from fellowship. Without it, you're nothing. And let me say this because I find this is so profound and so clear. All the money in the world, all the mansions in the world cannot buy you fellowship. Hmm? That's your way of just standing there in nice clothes and being accepted. Not for who you are. Maybe it's careers we want. We think, okay, once I become somebody, then people will like me. Nobody's going to like you until you become a good person. Nobody's going to like you until you begin to have fellowship. And, you know, here's the strange thing I've learned about life. Sometimes some of the poorest people in the world are rich because they have a nice personality about them. They're friendly, they're kind, they're helpful. You see the light of heaven with them. Hmm? True. God doesn't want poor witnesses, but that don't mean we have to be mega rich to be a light. To show other people the way. But let that generate from inside of you. And sometimes people hurt you. So you're going to quit living? They killed Jesus. They persecuted him a lot. But he didn't stop being who he was. He didn't stop fellowship, did he? He continued to fellowship. He continued to fellowship. You continue to fellowship. Come out. Because in that, because it says all sin. And then what it says? Purifies us from all sin. That means there's no other sin except that sin that's in fellowship. Purifies us from all sin. From all our errors. From all our goofiness. It purifies us. God loves you today. And he wants to bring you to a place. And here's the awesome thing about God. Sometimes God can't talk to us because we get too offended. Do you realize that? Sometimes God can't talk to you because you get offended. If God tells you no, you'll get offended. If God tells you wait, you get offended. If God says, hey, that's not what you really want to do, you get offended. Because that fellowship is with him and it's with your brothers and sisters. All sin is right there with fellowship. Come on. I know you can do this. I know you can do this. Even those of you that think you're, that think you're a quiet person. You're not no quiet person. You just don't know. You just don't have the confidence to be loud. Hmm? Now, I know the Bible says live a quiet life, but that did not mean a life without fellowship. That means don't be a back analyst. That's what that means. Hmm? Hmm? You just don't know, you don't know how to come out. You don't know how to, you, you, you're, you're fearful. And sometimes you know why we're fearful? Because we know we got desires inside of us and we don't want nobody to know what they are. We don't know, we, we don't want people to know that we got desires we might kill for. 
or desires that may not be too righteous. Listen, when you confess that, and you confess it, it says, it says you know, that, that we have fellowship with one another. And James says, confess your sins to one another. Listen, quit making your weaknesses and your sins such a big deal. Confess it and get over it. Confess it and live a better life. Don't be afraid to repent. God delights in their repentance. Don't be afraid to say, Lord, I, I just, I don't like, I don't like how hyper I get around this person. I don't like how rude I get around this person. And I don't like just not liking people. And I don't like quarreling with people. And sometimes, you know, some of us, we just quarrel for no reason. Uh, we'll quarrel on either side. We just, Lord, I don't like quarreling. That's why I just want to be by myself. But you know when you're by yourself, you're quarreling. Don't end up, uh, don't end up one of these homeless people talking, talking to shadows that nobody else can see but them, you know. Hmm? Nah, come out of that nonsense. God rejoices when you say, I sin. God rejoices when you say, Lord, I see that. Man, I wish I saw that a hundred years ago. I see that. I see that. I still see things in, in myself that I don't like, but I don't beat up on myself. I say, all right, Lord. I, I see that. I could have done that different. I could have handled that different. I see that. I see that. So I give it to the Lord. I say, Lord, help me. So it, it doesn't matter how old you are. You, you begin to see ways to perfect yourself so that you become a better person. And the one thing you've got to learn, you can't be the same way with all people. It's just the way you handle people, the way you respond to people. Some people push your buttons more than other people. Some people, you know, there's some people you can just, you can say anything to them because they already got used to you. And the reason... You're not a good person. They're a good per person because they put up with your stupidness. But you, you talk to some other people, and, and it's always a confrontation. Hmm? See, don't you want to know that? You don't want to get to heaven and realize you offended a whole lot of people in your life. You don't want to get to heaven and realize everybody on your street don't like you. Huh? You don't want to get to heaven and realize everybody on your street, you know, the street ain't got no rooster, but they got you. They hear you quarreling early in the morning. Yeah. And it's a joke on the whole street. There's the morning rooster. Yeah. Hmm? But when you're 79 years old or when you die and go to heaven, you find out that you was the rooster on the street. Huh? <laughs> or in church. Huh? No, find out now. But you only see that stuff in fellowship. Huh? Anybody ever wish, I wish I could talk more in church. Why is it some people can't talk in church? You can talk outside of church, but you can't talk in church. Huh? You can't talk in church. Not unless you win some people over and then you can start to talk. Anybody ever realize that? You can't talk in church. Because you don't know what the holy words are. Ain't no holy words in this house. Hello. Even if you curse, we'll overlook it. <laughs> like some of you don't curse outside. That's why you're afraid to talk in church, because that's, that's your natural language, you know. You're, you're, <laughs> huh? 
Just use the word hell a lot. It fits in with the scriptures. <laughs> or if you go King James, you can use, even use the word damned, you know. The damned, you know. <laughs> we got to stop this stupidness, beating up on each other. Like we all holy. Huh? And you come to church with all them clothes on. You know you don't wear them clothes at home. Huh? What? In church you got a prayer cloth. At home you got spaghetti straps. And by the way, there is no dress code in this church. You come to church ever how you want to come. Yeah? And the blood of Jesus will purify us from all unrighteousness. Hmm? Purify us from all sin. Amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. We need some devils to find the angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Them devils exposes the angels, you know. A new creature in the Lord. You must learn to laugh at things more. Don't take things so serious. Don't take offenses so serious. Learn to say, what is wrong with that person <laughs> without being offended by it? Even if they're talking to you. What is wrong with that person? I have this secret. Can I tell you a secret? I have this secret. When people are ignorant, one time I see a monkey scratching its butt. And I know, automatically, I know. Ain't no sense telling them not to scratch their butt because they're going to scratch their butt. Leave them alone. They just ignorant. They monkey scratching their butt. Just let them scratch. <laughs> even, if they're even if they're saying stupidness to you. But it's so easy, you know, to retaliate, you know. Mm. But us saints, we see monkeys. <laughs> Listen, don't let nobody make you have a bad day. Don't let nobody make you be somebody that you don't want to be. Come on. Yes. Don't 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 let no tall, handsome man make you be stupid. Huh? And you and you blushing all over the place. Uh, huh? Mm. And you're trying to listen, but you're watching somewhere else. Listen, say, Lord, you've got to deliver me from this stupidness. Uh, this ain't the person I want to be. Or I'm always angry and I'm judging everything in church and, and judging what everybody's wearing. And hello, let everybody wear what they want to wear. Why are you watching them so much for? Let them wear what they want to wear. You don't have to stop. You just keep going. Don't fall, don't fall to that stupidness. But see, it's in that place. You say, Lord, this ain't who I want to be. This is not who you call me to be. So it exposes me. And guess what? There's the happy you. Now, in the meantime, God is going to bless you richly. Yes? If you just receive by faith. God don't like poor witnesses. 
the greatest riches of all. Hmm? And I speak this as somebody that used to have quite a bit of wealth. As an architect, new houses, new cars. Hmm? As somebody that, you know, every year and a half or two, I'd get a new car. Not because there's anything wrong with the old one, I just got tired of it. I want another one. Ooh, I like that one, I want that one. But I'll take a personality any day over that. Because hmm? when you got all that and you ain't got no personality, you have no joy in your life. You got no self-control over yourself. Huh? Huh. Greatest riches of all is fellowship. Greatest riches of all is overlooking an offense. Greatest riches of all is knowing when you don't need somebody because Jesus is your everything. When he's your everything, nobody else has to be your everything. Make sense? When Jesus is your everything, your husband or your wife don't have to be your everything. Your children don't have to be your everything. Then you can look at them honestly and speak truthfully. But when something's your everything, you have a tendency to lie <laughs> and cover up and act like you don't hurt. Only in the blood are we purified. And only when we have fellowship. The blood only works in fellowship. The Lord knows you fall short. And he rejoices when you see it. He rejoices. Be honest with yourself. If you don't like yourself, God wants to help you change you. Be honest with yourself. Be honest. Yes, there's some monkeys around you. But why are you becoming a baboon? <laughs> or maybe you're the lion in the zoo. You, you ready to kill all the monkeys now. Huh? And you ain't the lion of Judah either, you know. You're that other lion that prowls around looking for somebody to devour. Come on. Have fellowship, and if you don't like you, repent. And realize God rejoices in that. It takes a while, you know, to realize God is not upset when you see, you, when you see yourself doing stupidness. He actually rejoices that you see it. He rejoices that you want help. And I'd rather, I'd rather have God's affection than feel good. I'd rather have that honestness. Amen. Lord, speak to us this morning. Hallelujah. I pray this word has inspired all of you to have more fellowship. Yes, more fellowship. I didn't say offering, I said fellowship more fellowship and not only here but outside of here and when you see them flaws just confess them Lord you'd be surprised how quick the Lord can change you Lord speak to us this morning who needs a word this morning mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
Coca-Cola song said, come back to the Father. Come back to fellowship. That is coming back to the Father, isn't it? Somebody got an injury at work. Who got an injury at work? An injury at work. Somebody got an injury at work. Huh? Heard himself work? He was coming down from a roof that he uh -huh. was working on. And he somehow, I don't know if it was the weather that caused his hand to burn. It was minus 35 at windshield. And he said when he came from the roof from doing work, it, his hands was burned and okay. he hasn't been feeling good since. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's the one in Canada? Yeah. Uh -huh. Last night he told me this. Anybody else? You have an injury from work. like it's somebody else. I'm going to take you, but I feel like it's somebody else has an injury. You have an injury from work. An injury from work. So what was his injury? He went up on the roof to do some work. Now, now what was the injury? Um... He ha his hands got burnt. The burnt. middle of his hand got burnt. I don't know if it was frostbite or what, but his hands got burnt and... From cold temperature. From cold temperature. All right. Mm -hmm. And he said when he came down from the roof, he hasn't been feeling well. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Well, if, the, if it was that cold that he got uh, frostbite, it's probably he got a cold too. That is probably a given. Mm. We speak healing on him right now. Yes, you receive that? Yes, I mm. do. Receive that? Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's going to call you and tell you he's feeling better. Amen. You believe that? Yes. Huh? Yes. All right. All right. Hallelujah. Mm hmm. Nobody else with the injury from work. Mm -hmm. Your shoulder broke? How long ago? Two years. Two years? Was not healing good? What can't you do? Let's do on me soon. Stand up if you don't mind. Yeah, but is it... Is it still bothering you? Yeah. Okay, how's it bothering you? When you're working with the blocks and the water stuff, yeah. Okay. And, and, and what happened two years ago? Fall. fall you fa you yeah. fell? Yeah, fall okay. from a scaffold uh -huh. on, on this one side. Okay. Break that and a ribs. And you broke a, ribs. Broke <laughs> a rib and your yeah. shoulder, mm -hmm. right? All right. And it got healed, but it's still causing you pain. Is that still right? Pain, still pain. All right. You have any pain now? No. If you move your hand, do you have pain? Yeah, you just move together. Mm -hmm. The two bonus. 
Are you you feeling something? Yeah. Right. Mm. All right. Mm-hmm. Whose fault was it that you failed? Is the scaffold board? The scaffold. Yes. All right. Can can't talk. All right. I experienced that several years ago myself. I had a scaffold board broke and I fell three floors. Broke my elbow. Doctors tried to fix it, they couldn't fix it. I went back to work and that fixed it. When I stopped giving it so much attention. So did they compensate you any? No. No. Was they supposed to compensate you? Yet, the woman who I used to work for used to give the boss man money for give me every week and he never gave me none. You said that again? The person who I used to do job for, yeah. the owner, uh-huh. she used to give um, the contractor money to give me for stay home till I feel good, but he never used to give me nothing. He didn't give you any? Uh-huh. All right. So they gave you money, but you didn't get it? Mm-mm. All right. Can you forgive that person? Yeah. All right. We're going to see if we can get that money back some other way. It don't always have to come that way, you know. Right? In the name of Jesus. Sometimes when we let go of people, we let go of our pain. Sometimes we keep the pain to remind us that we didn't let go of the people. Mm. So you back at work? Yeah. Mm. All right. And you're still doing the same work. Same things. But it hurts. Yeah. It's not going to hurt anymore. Amen. It's not going to hurt anymore. It's not going to hurt anymore. Because if there was something wrong, it would have done messed up by now. It's not going to hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. But this is gritting sound. You can almost feel the bones, right? Is yeah, that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. Because that's, that's what I was hearing. All right. Mm-hmm. So if you put your hand up like this now, you could feel it, right? Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Your mother alive? No. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You and your mother was good. Can't remember. Even small when she died. Oh, so you never had a mother? You have a stepmother? Yeah. Uh huh. Was she good to you? Not. Not really. You're not married. Yeah. You married? In Guyana. In Guyana, all right. Mm-hmm. Can't ever replace a mother, you know. Not even with a wife, you can't replace a mother, you know. He's going to raise that hand and not feel nothing. You believe that? Huh? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You believe that, Nigel? Yes. Mm-hmm. Step out here. Just step outside here. Come, Glenn. All right. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we don't get uh, fair deals in life, you know. Sometimes we don't get the compensation we supposed to think we're supposed to get. Sometimes people are rushing us and then they... They can use us, right? And you've had a lot of that experience in life, right? 
with working. In fact, you try to do your best, but you don't always get to pay the best. You try to do your best, and people don't always appreciate it as the best, right? Mm. So you have a lot of that in your life, true? All right, we're going to erase all that. Mm. We're going to erase all that, all right? You work for somebody, or you work, work on yourself now? You work for yourself yeah. now. Mm -hmm. All right, that's what God wants. God wants to just let you have your own business. That's what God wants, right? And he's going to lead you to the right customers. He's going to lead you to customers that can appreciate your good work. Yes? Because um, mm, you want your own business? Yeah. All right. All right. So all you need is customers, right? Yeah. That can happen. But we've got to let the past go. Right? That's all you need is customers. Right? Mm -hmm. And you never built your own house. But you'd like to one day. See, that's a terrible thing when a contractor has not got to build his own house. Okay. All that can happen. You believe that? Yeah. All right. All you got to do is let the past go. Just, you know, sometimes so many things happen in our life and we think it's just going to continue. But it stops today. You met with God today. It's going to stop today. Right? Hmm? And automatically, I saw that shoulder change. Raise that hand up. That's all right. Raise your hand up. Oh, there's a camera up above you. <laughs> Come a little bit closer. All right, raise it up. Feel better? Huh? Yeah. Feel better? Nicole, go get that weight. <laughs> Seriously, feeling better? Feeling better? You're not feeling all that in there, right? Because it's, it's like you were standing there and it's like this shoulder was dropped. And then all at once, I saw you, it's like you straighten up, and God says, look. Just like that. Boom. Doing exercises today, you know. Just so. You get, listen, sometimes life just throws things at you, and you, you feel like second-class citizen on the earth, and it's like you just one bad thing after another. You can never, if you ever get ahead, it seems like all at once you slide backwards. You just can't ever get it together. True? That's going to stop for you. Bring it. Bring, bring, bring. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See what you can do with that. Uh. Any pain? No pain. Glory to God. Uh-huh. I see you do it. <laughs> Serious, tell them the truth. No pain. Today you met with God. Today your life's going to change. Yes? Your wife's in Guyana? No, Maureen trained that. But Maureen trained that lately, but me and she, not together. You're not getting along. No. But you have an ex in, in Guyana? Yes. All right. Mm. You're not still married to that one, are you? In Guyana? Yeah. No, no. All right. Mm. Father, let there be peace in these relationships. Sometimes it's hard to remarry, you know. 
because it's not so easy to let go. That's why the Bible says he hates divorce because, and, and sometimes I know it happens and sometimes it's for the best and sometimes we never spoke to marry that person to start with. Mm -hmm. So which one you love, this one or that one? Well, I'll talk with you. Huh? Both of them the same problem. Both of them the same problem. All right. So, you, you, you don't think a third one's going to fix it, do you? <laughs> I remember this man several years ago. He's having a problem with his wife, and he's having a problem with the outside woman. And he actually said, you think I should find somebody else? I think I think you found too much already. <laughs> Listen, with God, all things are possible. Your life is blessed now. You have met with God. You've got a healing. That is evidence. You've met with God. Hmm? my desire for you and heaven's desire for you is for you to have your own business right and you be an honest worker and do the best job you can even if you lose money next time you learn to raise your price whatever you have to do right the work is going to come to you sometimes sometimes you think people won't pay for good work but they will and those are the clients you want the clients that are willing to pay a little extra to get a little extra Right? Your life is going to change. Yes? And all this marriage thing is going to fix itself. You believe that? You have a vehicle? No. You have a license? You don't have no license. You need to get... I have to get my documents before I could get license or... Say that? I have to get through my documents first from National Security. Documents. Mm -hmm. oh, documents. All right. Sign and stamp and then I could get to do what All right. Mm -hmm. All right. Listen. If you're supposed to be here, you'll be here. If you're supposed to be here, God will put everything in order. Mm. Today you met with God. Today you're no longer fighting for yourself. But God's going to assign angels to put in order so he can fulfill his word in your life. Because this is something he's been wanting to bless you with. Right? He wants to change your life. Hold on just a minute. I have something else for you. Hmm. So was you was you a Christian back in Guyana? No, Hindu. You was Hindu. Mm -hmm. Your parents were Hindu. Yeah. But somebody preached to you back in Guyana. The cross was given to you back in Guyana. Who, who talked to you about Jesus back in Guyana? Do you remember? The cross was given to you. Hmm? Was it at school? Where was this? There was a cross that was given to you. I don't know if it's a physical cross, but the Lord said there was a cross given to you. Your grandmother, was she Hindu? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Both of your grandmothers. How old? Both of them? Yeah, yeah. Both of them were Hindus. Mm -hmm. Come from a long line of Hindus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Somewhere or another... There was a cross given to you. The Lord says there was a cross given to you in, in Guyana. 
somewhere or another you bounced into God. When did you come to Trinidad? How many years ago? About some like 16. 16 years ago? Mm-hmm. All right. So you was young when you was in Guyana. All right. In Guyana, somebody gave a cross to you. I know we took going back several years. Somebody gave a cross to you. When I say gave a cross, I don't mean a physical cross. Somebody presented Christ to you back in Guyana. And you don't remember that. All right. Because we don't always remember. But somebody presented Christ to you back in Guyana. You think about this. God says you was not always a Hindu, you know. Somewhere or another. The word of God came to you. Now, if you don't remember, you don't remember. So don't say you remember if you don't remember. So you you stick with the truth you have, and I stick with the truth I have, and then we'll find out where the truth is. Somewhere or another, Jesus was presented to you. Hmm? Because your heart has not always been Hindu. Hmm? Are you a Christian now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When did you accept Jesus? How long ago? Yeah. How long ago? Oh, five years now. Five years. Mm-hmm. All right. But even when you was in Guyana, you was not always a Hindu. Hmm? Did you follow the Hindu religion faithfully? No. No, you did not. You have not always been a Hindu. Hmm. Everything around you was Hindu, but you ain't always been a Hindu. There was a Christian influence in your life. And God said that's when he touched you. Hmm. I'm not seeing exactly when it happened or how it happened. But I heard him. He said he gave the cross to you. The cross was given to you. Back in Guyana. See, there's a reason why you don't follow your family's religion because something else is speaking to you. It says the cross was given to you. And the Lord says you have not always been a Hindu. And you say you didn't follow it faithfully. But there was some Christian influences. Hmm? Now the reality is God. There is one but one God. And I don't, I don't even care if you're a Hindu. When you seriously pray to God, I think you get through to the real one. <laughs> Everybody hear that? Because we are who we are. I mean, if, if we think Hindu is this, we are who we are. But when we sincerely pray, then the cre- creator that sincerely made us, he's the one that hears us. So I don't care what religion you claim, when you get serious, 
when your child is dead or when you get serious and you're talking to God and you go past all the images and all those things, then the real God hears you. We are who we are. We know what we know. And even all of us sitting in this house right now, we're, we're limited. We don't know everything about God. But that don't mean he don't know everything about us. Christ was presented to you. And that's why you was not such a strong Hindu. Because he was presented to you. Somewhere or another, he was presented to you. And I want you just to think about that. I'm going to leave that thought with you. And you're going to remember. God is going to remind you. Hmm? Did you know any Christians when you was in Guyana? Yeah. Huh? Mm-hmm. Who? I have a friend. You had a friend? Mm-hmm. A good friend? Mm-hmm. Did he ever talk to you about Jesus? Yeah. All right. And uh, did uh, your good friend have a mother that y'all went by? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And was she kind of a thickish lady? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. 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 See? That's the cross I'm talking about. See, you believed even though you didn't fully surrender. I've been with you a long time, says the Lord. And I've had a better life for you. Trust me. Trust me. Hmm? Now, I know sometimes you lose your temper. That's true. Yeah. yeah. All right. But a lot of us do that. You know, you know what the awesome thing is? You confessed it openly. And God's going to take all that away. See? That's what makes us a better person. That's what makes heaven smile on you. And out of everybody in here, God sends me to you. Because he wants to make your life better. You believe that? This is the first sign. If God can do that after so many years, just fix it, right? It's good, right? Yeah. It's good, right? Now you don't have to worry about how you lay them blocks, right? Hmm? That's the hand you lay blocks with, right? Yeah. All right. Not going to hurt. So every time you lay a block, you're going to think about God. Hmm? Yeah? Yeah. And, and all, this, all this anger that's been in your life and all this fight is going to disappear. Amen. You're just going to be amazed. You're going to, see, first thing is we try to do it ourselves. We can't do it. God's going to do it. Because hmm? he, he rescued you a long time ago. You might have got saved five years ago here. Where did yeah. you get saved at? Yes, I miss um, a truck, miss. No, where, where did you accept Christ here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where? Where? What location? What church? Whereabouts? It's the one by Arima, by the market. Okay. But, um, yeah. All right. All right. All right. But you got saved a long time ago. God had his eye on you a long time ago. Hmm? And he has saved you from a lot of accidents, right? That, yeah. Yeah. Four. Hmm? See, he's with you. Now believe it. Hmm? Now believe it. Believe. And I give you great faith. And I give you great patience. Uh, you're going to have patience if you're going to have two wives. <laughs> uh, hallelujah. Solomon was a crazy man, you know. Hallelujah. What a beautiful day, beautiful day. Yes, Nicole. You are going to have a beautiful week this week if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Don't 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 let me hoodwink you if you want to have a bad week or a depressed week or a lonely week, uneventful week. Nobody. If you want to have a good week, God has a good week for you. Yes, God has a good week for you. And daughter, I see that you've waited around to get prayer. Your life is going to change. Hmm? Now it's you're going you're going to find out some things when you go in the prayer room. Some personal stuff, you know. Um, because you probably wasn't too comfortable about talking about everything, right? But I'm telling you, just because I said so, your life is going to change. Yes. Hmm? You're a happy person. Yes. What? You're a happy person. And you're going to meet some friends, and you're going to realize, wow, where has my life been? Ah. Where has my life been? And you have a father in heaven that's going to treat you just like a little princess. Because you always wonder, how come other little girls have, other little girls have fathers that treat them like princesses? That's true. That's you, right? You always wonder that. See, you've got a father that's going to treat you like princes. Today you see him. Amen. Be blessed.